Well, it's March 23rd, 2020. I'm glad you've tuned in. I hope that uh, you've listened to the other broadcast podcasts we've had, I should say. And um, I think this is like the third or fourth one. So we're new at this. And listen, a couple of things to tell you as we get started. Number one, if you're looking for the person who speaks perfectly, you're in the wrong place. If you're looking for the person who always speaks at the right tone, the right speed, you're in the wrong place. But if you if you allow a speaker to be human, <laughs> more human than most, who, uh, who does laugh and does other things during the podcast and things, then uh, hang around. Maybe you'll enjoy it. I hope so. I pray so. Listen, we got started on this last week. And um, found this this app that uh, a couple friend of mine, actually with my son was one, told me about. And then a friend of mine uh, made a little clearer to me, definitive to me last week. And so this is like our third broadcast, I think, third podcast. And we've decided today to begin on a series that I really came up with uh, in two, 2019. In fact, November 10th, 2019, as I was attending Louisiana Baptist Convention uh, and Pastors Conference, God began to speak to you in my mighty way. And out of that came this um, abundance of material that I wanted to turn into an electronic book. Run to a little few snags doing that. Um, I had a couple of things I really wanted to turn into books, but um, just hadn't worked out. And now this looks like the format is going to give me an opportunity to share that stuff and some other things. And so we're going to do that. We had retired in August of 2019. And so we went to that convention in November uh, 2019. One thing we knew what we had ahead of us was my wife, Kathy, uh, certainly the best part of this duo, uh, was going to have to have her knee replaced. It was her second knee replacement for the other knee, and, and we knew that was going to require some things. It's one of the reasons we retired, not the only reason when we did and the way we did. But we knew that Kathy needed to have that knee replaced, and it just we just could not work it out while I was still pastoring the church every day. And that was probably more uh, my fault than anything else. I just couldn't find uh, find a way to break away and get that done because uh, her knee surgery would require both of us uh, to do some things and, and to do some things differently, very differently. Kathy worked for the church. She led, she was a worship leader. Uh, she also helped keep the church clean. And so we were two busy people and she really needed to have that surgery. And, and so just a lot of things that once spoke to us and we found ourselves retiring in the middle of August, 2019. Excuse me just one minute. I told you that you will not have the perfect speaker here, and I just had to take a drink of something to make sure my throat was wet, so good guys don't let you know they do that, so hang on and listen, though, but realize, as I said, <laughs> you'll find many mistakes. Listen, as we get started, I want to tell you something. Anchor, the the software, the app I, I got on my phone, Anchor has turned my broadcast in to some other venues have notified me. They've picked them up. I have no clue if that happens for everybody. It happens once in a while. It happens occasionally. or so many things out there. I, I, I know I've heard there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts every day. So I don't really know how this works. But they have notified me. Not only do Anchor Podcast have this. Google Podcast have this. Breaker Podcast has this. And so does NPR Podcast. Now, I can tell you nothing about none of those. I've not looked at it. Uh a friend of mine, a friend of ours, I should say, from our church in Spring Creek, uh, got on yesterday and, and, and looked at looked at some of those places and, and said, yes, I found it there. And so they they have been found there uh, by some and other places. And so I hope that you'll do that. If you find them other places, let me know, dspreacherman at gmail.com. 
give them a shout out. Appreciate them sharing those. And like I said, I'm sure that's done all the time. I, I don't think it's any uh, anything to do with the quality of the bar, broadcast. I just think it has to do with them trying to uh, help you build an audience, I guess, and, and being kind there. So thank you for that. And if you get a chance, uh, listen to that. So as I was at the convention, now we're we're at the heels of retiring. Uh, we're, we're trying to, you know, figure out what we're going to do. And one of the things we'd always dreamed of doing was retiring, moving up where we move now in Tallahassee, Mississippi, and filling in at various churches and serving as interim pastor. And uh, well, actually, that dream has, has, has come reality as we begin as interim, interim pastor in uh, South Macomb Baptist Church in, in Macomb, Mississippi. Wonderful people, wonderful church. Uh, we've loved it there, and and so for right now we're we're doing that. We're serving as interim pastors. Of course, I gotta tell you the truth. I always heard retirement is expensive. <laughs> well, that's an understatement, buddy. I'm telling you, I'm not sure that you can retire. You can afford to retire. You know, so if you have any, if you owe anybody at all, because every day it seems like it's something new. But anyway, we love who we are, and people are great, and and God's been good to us. But while I was at that convention in 2019, trying to stay on track here, we um, we were just looking to hear some great preaching and some wonderful music. However, I uh, was wondering, what in the world has God got for me? We had finally finished moving. I took a while. Oh, my gosh. After 28 years in one house, I'm telling you. <laughs> I told people, I'm not sure I'd ever do that again. I think next time, just build a bonfire. It wore us both out, wore us both down. It took a long time before my body stopped aching and and um, I'm just going to tell you, in fact, we had to, we had to finish moving. Uh, hired a young man to come help us for a couple of days. And it wouldn't be to him. I'm not sure we could have ever finished because we were just war slap out. And, um, uh, you know, I wrote a bunch of posts on re retirement realities. We may come back and revisit those in these podcasts. Let me move on. So anyway, we're at the convention. God began to deal with my heart. I began to wonder. Things, things had finally slowed down. And I began to wonder, okay, I had this one book that I wanted to get out. On, on uh, before they leave, after you know, uh, before they're gone, after they leave, it has to do with with the grieving process and death and what you do. And I finally did get that released on video. Didn't quite work out like I wanted it to. I plan perhaps to redo that here in a, in a venue that can maybe be saved, and we'll see. But anyway, I'm still trying to figure out how this works. So we did that. We did some other things, like say wrote the retirement realities. And God was good to us. I got to preach in eight or ten different churches from the middle of August to the end of December. And boy, we met some great people, just wonderful people. You know, you hear so many bad things today about people, but I'm telling you, in those experiences, those ten churches, we just met some wonderful folks who, who were just great and gracious to us. And and uh, we got to do some things in those churches that were just neat and refreshing. And uh, but the first of January. Uh, South Macomb Baptist Church called us to be their interim pastor. That's really where we want to go as we talk about today. Uh, things to pastors, those who listen to them, and those who need to. You say, why is that title? Well, first off, there has to be a person God has called to be a pastor. It is not an eight-to-five job. It is not uh, something you do thinking, okay, I'm going to work Monday through Friday, and I'm going to work these hours, and I'm going to have these days off. I'm going to have that. You can't do that. In bigger churches, maybe sometimes you can a little have a little more uh, concrete schedule, but even there, there are changes. And depending on the side of the church, depends on what happens and what you do. So I'm just telling you, being called to the pastor is not like taking a job. And a lot of people in the church, unfortunately, misunderstand the role of the pastor. The pastor is God's man 
for God's people in God's place. And the reason we have so many churches who struggle and have difficulty, and you see pastors come and go and, you know, in and out, and, and it seems sometimes just to be conflict-ridden is because people forget those guys have been called by God to be there, or they shouldn't have been there to begin with. Uh, churches sometimes move too fast, get the wrong individual, get the wrong person. Individuals forget that they have been called by God and have and, and fail to fulfill the calling. So it's a two-way street. I'm not... I'm not saying that, you know, this group more than that group. I do know in my 28 years as pastor at Spring Creek Baptist Church, I've met a lot of guys and girls, guys and gals, or however you want to say it, or whatever the, I don't really care about the politically, politically correct wording. You know what I mean, men and women. And a lot of them didn't understand. They thought they'd hire a pastor or thought, you know, pastor is hired out of people come see me. I want to know in churches, I remember forget. One time I had a guy come see me. Their church had been through four or five pastors in about six years. Just seemed to always get worse. They come sit down and want to know, what are we doing wrong? What do we need to do? And I sit down and I said, first off, you're going to pay what you get. You know, you know, get what you pay for. If you go get the cheapest guy on the road, uh, a guy that's always been let go, you're probably going to keep having that experience. You need to go find somebody, God's man, God's person for your church uh, that you can take care of, that would be excited about being there and would come and minister to the community. Now, they ignored my advice, I admit that, and they still, to this day, as far as I know, still struggle. They did for a while, maybe doing a little bit better today. I hope they are. But they, they forgot to find and really look for God's call. What they were looking for people who could, uh, that they could afford, or people that, you know, that, that would take what they offered, their money. And listen, the Bible says a, a worker is worthy of his wage. You don't have to make, we're not talking about making, uh, becoming rich, but we are talking about having to pay the bills and buy bread and pastors had to pay everything uh everything about us pay by his gas and electricity and groceries and insurance and oh my gosh insurance for pastors is crazy it's crazy um anyway uh and insurance is crazy anyway since Kathy and I retired I'm, I'm I'm getting on Medicare but she's having to buy health insurance oh my gosh this insurance is crazy we all know that and so you have those problems we have those issues people sometimes who who work at big companies and schools and things don't realize how fortunate they are uh, to get their insurance at the price they get it. I hear people complaining sometimes about their insurance. It'll be, it'll be not even half of what, what it costs people who are self-employed, which pastors are, and uh, there's no sense uh, trying to figure that out today. Uh, but they are. But anyway, back to the story. Uh, three months before that convention, after retiring after 36 years and 28 of those years at one church, I really began to wonder, what was it God wanted me to do? And uh, there began to be a, an uneasiness in my spirit. What about retirement? And what about living where we live? It's about what I do next. I I wanted to serve the Lord and wanted to do what he wanted me to do. And and as we was at the convention, and I, again, like I said, I think we went to go hear good songs and good sermons and have a good time of fellowship. But within me, there was this yearning to know what God had for me next. And as I said in a service, just in a service, God was speaking, and I wish I could tell you he was preaching on this or speaking on that, and boy, just connected. I can't do that. What I can tell you is, as this guy preached, God began to speak to me. Now, right now, if that is a strange saying to you or you don't understand it, maybe you need to turn this off, find you a podcast, and someone's teaching on how God speaks to us today or seven ways to hear from God or whatever it would be uh, so that you can have a better idea. No, I'm not hinting at the next series or anything because I don't know what's coming next. I'm taking this as God leads me, but I do believe today that if you don't believe God speaks to us in personal, powerful ways, you're going to miss a lot of what we say here. Because everything I say is based on the fact that I've heard from God. 
And so anyway, God began to speak to me and God began to deal with me in that service in that year about writing this down uh, to pastors. As I said, uh, I changed the title today, really firmed it up today as I started. Pastors and those who listen to and those who need to. I think my original thought was I'd kind of pastors and churches that need to listen, something like that. But anyway, God just began to pour out information to me, just pour out things I needed to know and, and, I, and that I needed to tell other people. And so I have for, for a long time now, since last November, kind of kept this bottled up in my iPad and wondered when the time to, um, to share it would come. And, and it has come. And, 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 and it's through this, finding this, uh, this way to podcast this, I think is going to take care of a lot of things that I want to do. So thank you to those who, who shared with me uh, what, what we can share now. I told you we were in the ministry 36 years, eight in our home church, Greenville Streams Baptist Church, 28 at Spring Creek Baptist Church, and we have now been the the interim pastor at South Pacone Baptist Church, um, well, almost three months. And boy, I tell you, in all those in all those places, I we count ourselves blessed. We met some wonderful people. Uh, yes, we made our share of mistakes. We're not going to focus on those too much. I think you'll listen to this broadcast a time or two, uh, podcast time or two. I guess I should say. See there, I can't even say the sentence right you'll realize, yeah, this guy does make a lot of mistakes, but I hope in the midst of that, you'll hear a message from God. You say, what do you mean? I say, well, my goal, my desire is not for you to hear me as much as to hear God tell you something or, or, or say something to you that might be useful. And so that is my goal, and I hope that's what happens here. So back to back to our story. So God began to pour out of me things to tell preachers and churches, and, and as I said, we redirected that. Uh, preachers and and people who listen to them and people who need to, because I believe everybody should listen to the Word of God, and, and you need a shepherd, you need somebody to speak God's Word, and, and that is usually called a pastor or a preacher. And so we we begin at the basics. You say, well, how, how do you, what do you know about preaching? Well, as I said, I was a pastor 28 years. I preached many other sermons before that, and for many of those 28 years, I preached three sermons a day, two in the morning, one at night. And for the first, well, for the longest time, I'm not going to give you exact dates. I'm terrible with dates and terrible with all that stuff. But I will tell you, for a long time, I preached three different sermons in a day. Now, talk to most preachers and see how many of them has done that. I mean, every Sunday, I preached three different sermons. Then I had a talking. I had a, a, a talk on Wednesday nights. So that was different. And then, of course, uh, I did over 600 funerals alone while I was at Spring Creek Baptist Church, and those would be different. You say, oh, no, preachers do the same thing. No, some preachers do. I don't. Uh, and I'll tell you why I don't. I believe a family deserves to hear what you heard that you've heard from God. I think that uh, as I stand up and speak, I need to be able to speak uh, to that situation. Now we use sing, we use the same passages sometimes, and because you just don't have a different passage every day. But I try to I try to preach a different message. If you put all those together and add up those the times I spoke, whether it be sermons or Wednesday night Bible studies, weddings or funerals. Uh, meetings and different things, you're going to find I've, I've spoken a lot. And every time I've spoken, whether, whether it was in the pulpit of a church, on a platform at a wedding, in a funeral home, in a meeting context, I've always believed when I stepped I had a word from God. That God has spoke to me and God had given me something. Now I'll also admit to you, there have been times when I got to the platform, God has changed everything I thought I was supposed to say. And so that when I did speak, I was speaking with, I thought, and I believe what God wanted me to say. And so let's start with finding what God wants you to say. Pastor, I want you to know 
You need to plan. You need to make sure you have a good plan, preaching plan of some kind. Your church needs to know you're going somewhere. Those who are listening to you and those who need to listen to you need to know you have an idea where you're going. Now, in that plan, there needs to be some flexibility where if something comes up as yesterday, it was a, it was a great sign of that. There needs to be some flexibility that you can do what you need to do to deliver the message you need to deliver given the time. Many people who preach topically or preach, you preach differently than I do, uh, yesterday had to find something else to say because what they were going to say was not going to fit what they needed to say yesterday. Yesterday, most people will tell you that the pastors they heard tried to speak encouraging words for difficult days. You say, wait a minute, churches weren't held. All the, a lot of churches found ways to get the word out. A lot of people, as we did, used Facebook Live. And boy, we had a great response with that. And, and, and so, do, so did a, a lot of other churches I'm hearing from. Uh, that I'm seeing words about. I'm so thankful for that. And then we did drive in church, as other churches did. And boy, that was neat. That was awesome. We had some people on churches had a burden for it. Let's do this. We can get it done. They found out, remembered we had a, a sound system that we could use outside. So we did. And um, I'm telling you, it was a great crowd. Now, it wasn't over, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a thousand people or anything. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it like that. But it was a great crowd. People were in their cars and they were safe and they were happy to be there. And so what a great day and so thankful for that. Well, a lot of people yesterday who did similar things had to change their preaching plan, gets into that flexibility, had to preach something different. Now, in my plan, my plan was always to do book studies so as long as I can remember. Yes, I tried topical preaching. I wound up talking about things that I worry about or I think about, and I found out along the way, <laughs> everybody's not worried about what I think about. And so preaching books is what I've done for years. I have preached through books. In fact, for those years, I told you I preached three different sermons for a long time uh, on Sunday mornings, and two on Sunday mornings and one on Sunday night. And I preached three totally different sermons. And what I would do, let's say that we were in Matthew 18, uh, the first sermon of the day, I'd preach Matthew, Matthew 18, whatever verse I started. When I finished that second sermon, I'd pick up wherever I stopped at the, the first service, and I'd preach till we finished. And then at that evening, I would pick up where I left off. And so that's the way, that's the plan that works for me. Yesterday, I, fought, I got to follow my plan uh, because I preached through books. Uh, I could open my, uh, my copy of God's Word and, and bring a message. I hope, I think, I pray that spoke to our people and met the need of the moment. Uh, it was out of Philippians 4. You go and you look and see, oh, yeah, there, you could do almost anything. I find that's when you just preach through books, you can do that. But you need to have a plan. Now, a friend of mine, oh, he's a planner. Really gotten to be good friends with him the last few years, and I've come to admire his planning. He is a planner. He's got great detail in his preaching plan. He, he, can, he can do his sermons. He even does a Wednesday night Bible study based on it. Um, he just does so, he just, he just does great work at that. <coughs> Excuse me. And so um, a lot of guys do that. But in his preaching plan, uh, he has it figured out. I, I think he preaches. I think he plans his sermons out a year. The most I've ever had at one time, I think, was 12 weeks. A long time since I'd done that. But I knew, I've always known that where I end, I'm going to pick up. But uh, many years ago, uh, I did I did try to do 8 to 12 weeks at a time, stay ahead. I did manage to do that, but I went by the wayside. Life got busy, and so I just know that Sunday night, my plan is that Sunday night, I begin all, I begin all over, but I know where I'm going to pick up, uh, and I know where I'm going to go, <coughs> excuse me, so um, that's been my plan, 
And my plan was to, to just always find a message in that passage that we would be at that week. You need to have a plan. Guys, you need to, you need to, you need to, you know, decide what your plan is. You need to stick with it. You don't need to go this way and that way. And every time you turn around, be changing your plan. You need to have a plan. And, and you can fill in the blanks on that. And you can find uh, suggestions on how to do that. But, you know, find a plan. The, you, you need to make sure that you're in your plan. You're preaching your message. Not too long ago, I was I was sitting and um, just contemplating what life was taking me and heard the story about a pastor who was dismissed. And the story was similar to what I've heard several times. Uh, he was dismissed because he was preaching other people's sermons. In fact, the usually story that begins like this, hey, did you hear about it? And they'll call a name. He was let go because he was simply preaching other people's sermons. And when the church challenged him on it, he refused to stop. Well, I don't know about the wisdom of that. I think it's bad. I, listen, everybody uses things that other people have said. Uh, I've heard pastors say, if I say something speaks to you, then use it. I think it was Adrian Rogers who said, you know, I, you know, if my bullet fits your gun, then certainly use it, but make sure it comes out of your gun, I think was his idea. In other words, take an idea, take a story, whatever, but don't, don't just preach my message. A lot of guys today forget that the calling of God comes with it, the responsibility to preach God's word. Listen, your people will do better, your church will do better, if when you open the Word of God, you are preaching what God has given you. Yes, 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 study, learn, uh, remind yourself through what you know certain words say and all those things, but preach your Word. Preach the Word God has given you is probably a better way to say that. Make your message what you deliver. Now you say, oh man, that's hard. It is hard. It is a challenge. And people never know who's never done it how long it takes to prepare a sermon. It takes a long time to prepare a sermon if you do it all with all the study, but it's worth it. Preach your sermon. Listen, I know that we're probably getting close to the end of your, your desire to listen. I understand that. I'm glad you're here. I hope you come back. Like I said, we won't be doing this. In fact, every day, in fact, tomorrow, a special treat friend of mine, uh, Eric Latham, is going to be with us. Eric is the youth pastor at at Spring Creek Baptist Church. Uh, he was on staff with me many years at Spring Creek Baptist Church. He's still there doing a great job like us. He loves that church, and he is there doing everything that he can to help that church. He was one of the reasons we knew when we retired, the church would be in good hands because he would be there to help them. Wonderful man, wonderful family, love his family. Well, he's going. we're going to get together somehow, even in this difficult day of social distancing and all that. We're going to get together and talk a few moments about some things young people need to know. In the coming days, my son, Caleb, is going to be with me, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of the same thing, some of the challenges of youth ministry. Now, I'm getting it from two angles, and I hope Brother Eric doesn't get offended by this. Brother Eric's a little older. He's been doing it a little longer. Caleb is still uh, working. In fact, he's working on his master's degree and uh, doing some other stuff. He works at Camp Living Waters in LaRonger, and he also is a youth pastor at Albany Baptist Church. We're proud of him, but I want to get two different angles, two different, two different views. I want to share them with you because young people are so important. And so we'll talk tomorrow, hopefully, with Brother Eric and, and get some ideas about the things young people uh, need to know. And we'll talk to Caleb in the days to come, uh, dealing with some of the challenges in youth ministry and what happens. Well, listen, we're going to close for the day. DK Ministries, DS Preacher Man, best way to contact us. That's com, all lowercase, best way to contact us. Let us know if you hear these podcasts and these other places. Don't forget, not only Anchor and Facebook, which is where I share it mostly, Anchor and, and Facebook, uh, but also Google Podcast, Breaker Podcast, and NPR Podcast. God bless you. We'll see you soon.
Well, it's March 23rd, 2020. I'm glad you've tuned in. I hope that uh, you've listened to the other broadcast podcasts we've had, I should say. And um, I think this is like the third or fourth one. So we're new at this. And listen, a couple of things to tell you as we get started. Number one, if you're looking for the person who speaks perfectly, you're in the wrong place. If you're looking for the person who always speaks at the right tone, the right speed, you're in the wrong place. But if you if you allow a speaker to be human, <laughs> more human than most, who, uh, who does laugh and does other things during the podcast and things, then uh, hang around. Maybe you'll enjoy it. I hope so. I pray so. Listen, we got started on this last week. And um, found this this app that a couple of friends of mine, actually with my son was one, told me about. And then a friend of mine uh, made it a little clearer to me, definitive to me last week. And so this is like our third broadcast, I think, third podcast. And we've decided today to begin on a series that I really came up with uh, in 2019. In fact, November 10th, 2019, as I was attending Louisiana Baptist Convention uh, and Pastors Conference, God began to speak to you in my mighty way. And out of that came this um, abundance of material that I wanted to turn into an electronic book. Run to a little few snags doing that. Um, I had a couple of things I really wanted to turn into books, but um, just hadn't worked out. And now this looks like the format is going to give me an opportunity to share that stuff and some other things. And so we're going to do that. We had retired in August of 2019. And so we went to that convention in November uh, 2019. One thing we knew what we had ahead of us was my wife, Kathy, uh, certainly the best part of this duo, uh, was going to have to have her knee replaced. It was her second knee replacement for the other knee, and, and we knew that was going to require some things. It's one of the reasons we retired, not the only reason when we did and the way we did. But we knew that Kathy needed to have that knee replaced, and it just we just could not work it out while I was still pastoring the church every day. And that was probably more uh, my fault than anything else. I just couldn't find find a way to break away and get that done because uh, her knee surgery would require both of us uh, to do some things and, and to do some things differently, very differently. Kathy worked for the church. She led, she was a worship leader. Uh, she also helped keep the church clean. And so we were two busy people and she really needed to have that surgery. And, and so just a lot of things that once spoke to us and we found ourselves retiring in the middle of August, 2019. Excuse me just one minute. I told you that you will not have the perfect speaker here, and I just had to take a drink of something to make sure my throat was wet, so good guys don't let you know they do that, so hang on and listen, though, but realize, as I said, <laughs> you'll find many mistakes. Listen, as we get started, I want to tell you something. Anchor, the the software, the app I, I got on my phone, Anchor has turned my broadcast in to some other venues have notified me. They've picked them up. I have no clue if that happens for everybody. It happens once in a while. It happens occasionally. or so many things out there. I, I, I know I've heard there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts every day. So I don't really know how this works. But they have notified me. Not only do Anchor Podcast have this. Google Podcast have this. Breaker Podcast has this. And so does NPR Podcast. Now, I can tell you nothing about none of those. I've <laughs> not looked at it. Uh a friend of mine, a friend of ours, I should say, from our church in Spring Creek, uh, got on yesterday and, and, and looked at looked at some of those places and, and said, yes, I found it there. And so they they have been found there uh, by some and other places. And so I hope that you'll do that. If you find them other places, let me know, dspreacherman at gmail.com. 
give them a shout out. Appreciate them sharing those. And like I said, I'm sure that's done all the time. I, I don't think it's any uh, anything to do with the quality of the bar, broadcast. I just think it has to do with them trying to uh, help you build an audience, I guess, and, and being kind there. So thank you for that. And if you get a chance, uh, listen to that. So as I was at the convention, now we're we're at the heels of retiring. Uh, we're, we're trying to, you know, figure out what we're going to do. And one of the things we'd always dreamed of doing was retiring, moving up where we moved now, Tallahassee, Mississippi, and filling in at various churches and serving as interim pastor. And uh, well, actually, that dream has, has, has come reality as we begin as interim, interim pastor in uh, South Macomb Baptist Church in, in Macomb, Mississippi. Wonderful people, wonderful church. Uh, we've loved it there, and and so for right now we're we're doing that. We're serving as interim pastors. Of course, I gotta tell you the truth. I always heard retirement is expensive. <laughs> well, that's an understatement, buddy. I'm telling you, I'm not sure that you can retire. You can afford to retire. You know, so if you have any, if you owe anybody at all, because every day it seems like it's something new. But anyway, we love who we are, and people are great, and and God's been good to us. But while I was at that convention in 2019, trying to stay on track here, we um, we were just looking to hear some great preaching and some wonderful music. However, I uh, was wondering, what in the world has God got for me? We had finally finished moving. I took a while. Oh, my gosh. After 28 years in one house, I'm telling you. <laughs> I told people, I'm not sure I'd ever do that again. I think next time, just build a bonfire. It wore us both out, wore us both down. It took a long time before my body stopped aching and and um, I'm just going to tell you, in fact, we had to, we had to finish moving. Uh, hired a young man to come help us for a couple of days. And it wouldn't be to him. I'm not sure we could have ever finished because we were just war slap out. And, um, uh, you know, I wrote a bunch of posts on re retirement realities. We may come back and revisit those in these podcasts. Let me move on. So anyway, we're at the convention. God began to deal with my heart. I began to wonder. Things had finally slowed down. And I began to wonder, okay, I had this one book that I wanted to get out. On, on uh, before they leave, after you know, uh, before they're gone, after they leave, it has to do with with the grieving process and death and what you do. And I finally did get that released on video. Didn't quite work out like I wanted it to. I plan perhaps to redo that here in a, in a venue that can maybe be saved, and we'll see. But anyway, I'm still trying to figure out how this works. So we did that. We did some other things, like say wrote the retirement realities. And God was good to us. I got to preach in eight or ten different churches from the middle of August to the end of December. And boy, we met some great people, just wonderful people. You know, you hear so many bad things today about people, but I'm telling you, in those experiences, those ten churches, we just met some wonderful folks who, who were just great and gracious to us. And and uh, we got to do some things in those churches that were just neat and refreshing. And but the first of January. Uh, South Macomb Baptist Church called us to be their interim pastor. That's really where we want to go as we talk about today. Uh, things to pastors, those who listen to them, and those who need to. You say, why is that title? Well, first off, there has to be a person God has called to be a pastor. It is not an eight-to-five job. It is not uh, something you do thinking, okay, I'm going to work Monday through Friday, and I'm going to work these hours, and I'm going to have these days off. I'm going to have that. You can't do that. In bigger churches, maybe sometimes you can a little have a little more uh, concrete schedule, but even there, there are changes. And depending on the side of the church, depends on what happens and what you do. So I'm just telling you, being called to the pastor is not like taking a job. And a lot of people in the church, unfortunately, misunderstand the role of the pastor. The pastor is God's man 
for God's people in God's place. And the reason we have so many churches who struggle and have difficulty, and you see pastors come and go and, you know, in and out, and, and it seems sometimes just to be conflict-ridden is because people forget those guys have been called by God to be there, or they shouldn't have been there to begin with. Uh, churches sometimes move too fast, get the wrong individual, get the wrong person. Individuals forget that they have been called by God and have and, and fail to fulfill the calling. So it's a two-way street. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, this group more than that group. I do know. In my twenty-eight years as pastor at Spring Group Baptist Church, I met a lot of guys and girls, guys and gals, or however you want to say it, or whatever the I don't really care about the politically politically correct wording. You know what I mean, men and women. And a lot of them didn't understand. They thought they'd hire a pastor or thought, you know, pastor is hired out of people come see me. I want to know in churches, I remember forget once I had a guy come see me, their church had been through four or five pastors in about six years. Just seemed to always get worse. They come sit down and I want to know what are we doing wrong? What do we need to do? And I sit down and I said, first off, you know, pay what you get. You know, you know, get what you pay for. If you go get the cheapest guy on the road, uh, a guy that's always be let go, you're probably gonna keep having that experience. You need to go find somebody, God's man, God's person for your church uh, that you can take care of, that would be excited about being there, and would come and minister to the community. Now they ignored my advice. I admit that, and they still, to this day, as far as I know, still struggle. They did for a while. Maybe doing a little bit better today. I hope they are, but they, they forgot to find and really look for God's call. What they were looking for people who could, uh, that they could afford, or people that, you know, that, that would take what they offered, their money. And listen, the Bible says a, a worker is worthy of his wage. You don't have to make, we're not talking about making, uh, becoming rich, but we are talking about having to pay the bills and buy bread. And pastors had to pay everything, uh, everything about us, pay by his gas and electricity and groceries and insurance and oh my gosh insurance for pastors is crazy it's crazy um anyway uh and insurance is crazy anyway since Kathy and I retired I'm I'm getting on Medicare but she's having to buy health insurance oh my gosh this insurance is crazy we all know that and so you have those problems we have those issues people sometimes who who work at big companies and schools and things don't realize how fortunate they are uh to get their insurance at the price they get it I hear people complaining sometimes about their insurance. It'll be it'll be not even half of what what it costs people who are self-employed, which pastors are, and there's no sense uh, trying to figure that out today. But they are. But anyway, back to the story. Uh, three months before that convention, after retiring after 36 years and 28 of those years at one church, I really began to wonder what was it God wanted me to do, and there began to be a an uneasiness in my spirit. What about retirement? It wasn't about living where we live. It's about what I do next. I, I wanted to serve the Lord and wanted to do what he wanted me to do. And, and as we was at the convention, and I, like I said, I think we went to go hear good songs and good sermons and have a good time of fellowship. But within me, there was this yearning to know what God had for me next. And as I said in a service, just in a service, God was speaking, and I wish I could tell you he was preaching on this or speaking on that, and boy, just connected. I can't do that. What I can tell you is, as this guy preached, God began to speak to me. Now, right now, if that is a strange saying to you or you don't understand it, maybe you need to turn this off, find you a podcast, and someone's teaching on how God speaks to us today or seven ways to hear from God or whatever it would be uh, so that you can have a better idea. No, I'm not hinting at the next series or anything because... I don't know what's coming next. I'm taking this as God leads me, but I do believe today that if you don't believe God speaks to us in personal and powerful ways, you're going to miss a lot of what we say here. Because everything I say is based on the fact that I've heard from God. 
And so anyway, God began to speak to me, and God began to deal with me in that service in that year about writing this down uh, to pastors. As I said, uh, I changed the title today, really firmed it up today as I started, Pastors and Those Who Listen To and Those Who Need To. I think my original thought was I'd kind of pastors and churches that need to listen, something like that. But anyway, God just began to pour out information to me, just pour out things I needed to know and, and, I, and that I needed to tell other people. And so I have for, for a long time now, since last November, kind of kept this bottled up in my iPad and wondered when the time to, um, to share it would come. And, and it has come. And, 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 and it's through this, finding this, uh, this way to podcast this, I think is going to take care of a lot of things that I want to do. So thank you to those who, who shared with me uh, what, what we can share now. I told you we were in the ministry 36 years, eight in our home church, Greenville Streams Baptist Church, 28 at Spring Creek Baptist Church, and we have now been the the interim pastor at South Macomb Baptist Church, um, well, almost three months. And boy, I tell you, in all those in all those places, I we count ourselves blessed. We met some wonderful people. Uh, yes, we made our share of mistakes. We're not going to focus on those too much. I think you'll listen to this broadcast a time or two, uh, podcast time or two. I guess I should say. See there, I can't even say the sentence right you'll realize, yeah, this guy does make a lot of mistakes, but I hope in the midst of that, you'll hear a message from God. You say, what do you mean? I say, well, my goal, my desire is not for you to hear me as much as to hear God tell you something or, or, or say something to you that might be useful. And so that is my goal, and I hope that's what happens here. So back to back to our story. So God began to pour out of me things to tell preachers and churches, and, and as I said, we redirected that. Uh, preachers and and people who listen to them and people who need to, because I believe everybody should listen to the Word of God, and, and you need a shepherd, you need somebody to speak God's Word, and, and that is usually called a pastor or a preacher. And so we we begin at the basics. You say, well, how, how do you, what do you know about preaching? Well, as I said, I was a pastor 28 years. I preached many other sermons before that, and for many of those 28 years, I preached three sermons a day, two in the morning, one at night. And for the first, or for the longest time, I'm not going to give you exact dates. I'm terrible with dates and terrible with all that stuff. But I will tell you, for a long time, I preached three different sermons in a day. Now, talk to most preachers and see how many of them have done that. I mean, every Sunday, I preached three different sermons. Then I had a talking. I had a, a, a talk on Wednesday nights. So that was different. And then, of course, uh, I did over 600 funerals alone while I was at Spring Creek Baptist Church, and those would be different. You say, oh, no, preachers do the same thing. No, some preachers do. I don't. Uh, and I'll tell you why I don't. I believe a family deserves to hear what you heard that you've heard from God. I think that uh, as I stand up and speak, I need to be able to speak uh, to that situation. Now we use sing, we use the same passages sometimes, and because you just don't have a different passage every day. But I try to I try to preach a different message. If you put all those together and add up those the times I spoke, whether it be sermons or Wednesday night Bible studies, weddings or funerals. Uh, meetings and different things, you're going to find I've, I've spoken a lot. And every time I've spoken, whether, whether it was in the pulpit of a church, on a platform at a wedding, in a funeral home, in a meeting context, I've always believed when I stepped, I had a word from God. That God has spoke to me and God had given me something. Now I'll also admit to you, there have been times when I got to the platform, God has changed everything I thought I was supposed to say. And so that when I did speak, I was speaking with, I thought, and I believe what God wanted me to say. And so let's start with finding what God wants you to say. Pastor, I want you to know 
You need to plan. You need to make sure you have a good plan, preaching plan of some kind. Your church needs to know you're going somewhere. Those who are listening to you and those who need to listen to you need to know you have an idea where you're going. Now, in that plan, there needs to be some flexibility where if something comes up as yesterday, it was a, it was a great sign of that. There needs to be some flexibility that you can do what you need to do to deliver the message you need to deliver given the time. Many people who preach topically or preach, you preach differently than I do, uh, yesterday had to find something else to say because what they were going to say was not going to fit what they needed to say yesterday. Yesterday, most people will tell you that the pastors they heard tried to speak encouraging words for difficult days. You say, wait a minute, churches weren't held. Oh, look, a lot of churches found ways to get the word out. A lot of people, as we did, used Facebook Live. And boy, we had a great response with that. And, and, and so, do, so did a, a lot of other churches I'm hearing from. Uh, that I'm seeing words about. I'm so thankful for that. And then we did drive in church, as other churches did. And boy, that was neat. That was awesome. We had some people on churches had a burden for it. Let's do this. We can get it done. They found out, remembered we had a, a sound system that we could use outside, so we did. And um, I'm telling you, it was a great crowd. Now it wasn't over. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't a thousand people. Anything. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it like that. But it was a great crowd. People were in their cars and they were safe and they were happy to be there. And so what a great day and so thankful for that. Well, a lot of people yesterday who did similar things had to change their preaching plan, gets into that flexibility, had to preach something different. Now, in my plan, my plan was always to do book studies. So as long as I can remember, yes, I tried topical preaching. I wound up talking about things that I worry about or I think about, and I found out along the way, <laughs> everybody's not worried about what I think about. And so preaching books is what I've done for years. I have preached through books. In fact, for those years, I told you I preached three different sermons for a long time uh, on Sunday mornings, and two on Sunday mornings and one on Sunday night. And I preached three totally different sermons. And what I would do, let's say that we were in Matthew 18, uh, the first sermon of the day, I'd preach Matthew, Matthew 18, whatever verse I started. When I finished that second sermon, I'd pick up wherever I stopped at the, the first service, and I'd preach till we finished. And then at that evening, I would pick up where I left off. And so that's the way, that's the plan that works for me. Yesterday, I, fought, I got to follow my plan uh, because I preached through books. Uh, I could open my, uh, my copy of God's Word and, and bring a message. I hope, I think, I pray that spoke to our people and met the need of the moment. Uh, it was out of Philippians 4. You go and you look and see, oh, yeah, that you could do almost anything. I find that's when you just preach through books, you can do that. But you need to have a plan. Now, a friend of mine, oh, he's a planner. Really gotten to be good friends with him the last few years, and I've come to admire his planning. He is a planner. He's got great detail in his preaching plan. He, he, can, he can do his sermons. He even does a Wednesday night Bible study based on it. Um, he just does so he just does, he just does great work at that. <coughs> Excuse me. And so um, a lot of guys do that. But in his preaching plan, uh, he has it figured out. I I think he preaches. I think he plans his sermons out a year. The most I've ever had at one time I think was twelve weeks. Been a long time since I'd done that. But I knew I've always known that where I end, I'm gonna pick up. But uh, many years ago, uh, I did I did try to do eight to twelve weeks at a time, stay ahead. I did manage to do that, but. I went by the wayside, life got busy. And so I just know that Sunday night, my plan is that Sunday night, I begin all, I begin all over. But I know where I'm gonna pick up uh, and I know where I'm gonna go, <coughs> excuse me. So um, that was been my plan. 
my plan was to, to just always find a message in that passage that we would be at that week. You need to have a plan. Guys, you need to, you need to, you need to, you know, decide what your plan is. You need to stick with it. You don't need to go this way and that way. And every time you turn around, be changing your plan. You need to have a plan. And, and you can fill in the blanks on that. And you can find uh, suggestions on how to do that. But, you know, find a plan. The, you, you need to make sure that you're in your plan. You're preaching your message. Not too long ago, I was I was sitting and um, just contemplating what life was taking me and heard the story about a pastor who was dismissed. And the story was similar to what I've heard several times. Uh, he was dismissed because he was preaching other people's sermons. In fact, the usually story that begins like this, hey, did you hear about it? And they'll call a name. He was let go because he was simply preaching other people's sermons. And when the church challenged him on it, he refused to stop. Well, I don't know about the wisdom of that. I think it's bad. I, listen, everybody uses things that other people have said. Uh, I've heard pastors say, if I say something speaks to you, then use it. I think it was Adrian Rogers who said, you know, I, you know, if my bullet fits your gun, then certainly use it, but make sure it comes out of your gun, I think was his idea. No, it's take an idea, take a story, whatever. But don't, don't just preach my message. A lot of guys today forget that the calling of God comes with it, the responsibility to preach God's word. Listen, your people will do better, your church will do better, if when you open the Word of God, you are preaching what God has given you. Yes, 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 study, learn, uh, remind yourself through what you know certain words say and all those things, but preach your Word. Preach the Word God has given you is probably a better way to say that. Make your message what you deliver. Now you say, oh man, that's hard. It is hard. It is a challenge. And people never know who's never done it how long it takes to prepare a sermon. It takes a long time to prepare a sermon if you do it all, but all the study, but it's worth it. Preach your sermon. Listen, I know that we're probably getting close to the end of your, your desire to listen. I understand that. I'm glad you're here. I hope you come back. Like I said, we won't be doing this. In fact, every day, in fact, tomorrow, we have a special treat friend of mine. Uh, Eric Latham is going to be with us. Eric is the youth pastor at at Spring Creek Baptist Church. Uh, he was on staff with me many years at Spring Creek Baptist Church. He's still there doing a great job like us. He loves that church, and he is there doing everything that he can to help that church. He was one of the reasons we knew when we retired, the church would be in good hands because he would be there to help them. Wonderful man, wonderful family, love his family. Well, he's going. we're going to get together somehow, even in this difficult day of social distancing and all that. We're going to get together and talk for a few moments about some things young people need to know. In the coming days, my son, Caleb, is going to be with me, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of the same thing, some of the challenges of youth ministry. Now, I'm getting it from two angles, and I hope Brother Eric doesn't get offended by this. Brother Eric's a little older. He's been doing a little longer. Caleb is still uh, working. In fact, he's working on his master's degree and uh, doing some other stuff. He works at Camp Living Waters in LaRonger, and he also is a youth pastor at Albany Baptist Church. We're proud of him, but I want to get two different angles, two different, two different views. I want to share them with you because young people are so important. And so we'll talk tomorrow, hopefully, with Brother Eric and, and get some ideas about the things young people uh, need to know. And we'll talk to Caleb in the days to come, uh, dealing with some of the challenges in youth ministry and what happens. Well, listen, we're going to close for the day. DK Ministries, DS Preacher Man, best way to contact us. That's com, all lowercase, best way to contact us. Let us know if you hear these podcasts in these other places. Don't forget, not only Anchor and Facebook, which is where I share it mostly, Anchor and, and Facebook, uh, but also Google Podcast, Breaker Podcast, and NPR Podcast. God bless you. We'll see you soon.
Well, it's March 23rd, 2020. I'm glad you've tuned in. I hope that uh, you've listened to the other broadcast podcasts we've had, I should say. Uh, and um, I think this is like the third or fourth one. So we're new with this. And listen, a couple of things to tell you as we get started. Number one, if you're looking for the person who speaks perfectly, you're in the wrong place. If you're looking for the person who always speaks at the right tone, the right speed, you're in the wrong place. But if you if you allow a speaker to be human, <laughs> more human than most, who, uh, who does laugh and does other things during the podcast and things, then uh, hang around. Maybe you'll enjoy it. I hope so. I pray so. Listen, we got started on this last week. And um, found this this app that uh, a couple of friends of mine, actually with my son was one, told me about. And then a friend of mine uh, made it a little clearer to me, definitive to me last week. And so this is like our third broadcast, I think, third podcast. And we've decided today to begin on a series that I really came up with uh, in two, 2019. In fact, November 10th, 2019, as I was attending Louisiana Baptist Convention uh, and Pastors Conference, God began to speak to you in my mighty way. And out of that came this um, abundance of material that I wanted to turn into an electronic book. Run to a little few snags doing that. Um, I had a couple of things I really wanted to turn into books, but um, just hadn't worked out. And now this looks like the format is going to give me an opportunity to share that stuff and some other things. And so we're going to do that. We had retired in August of 2019. And so we went to that convention in November uh, 2019. One thing we knew we had ahead of us was my wife, Kathy, uh, certainly the best part of this duo, uh, was going to have to have her knee replaced. It was her second knee replacement for the other knee, and, and we knew that was going to require some things. It's one of the reasons we retired, not the only reason when we did and the way we did. But we knew that Kathy needed to have that knee replaced, and it just we just could not work it out while I was still pastoring the church every day. And that was probably more uh, my fault than anything else. I just couldn't find uh, find a way to break away and get that done because uh, her knee surgery would require both of us uh, to do some things and, and to do some things differently, very differently. Kathy worked for the church. She led, she was a worship leader. Uh, she also helped keep the church clean. And so we were two busy people and she really needed to have that surgery. And, and so just a lot of things that once spoke to us and we found ourselves retiring in the middle of August, 2019. Excuse me just one minute. I told you that you will not have the perfect speaker here, and I just had to take a drink of something to make sure my throat was wet, so good guys don't let you know they do that, so hang on and listen, though, but realize, as I said, <laughs> you'll find many mistakes. Listen, as we get started, I want to tell you something. Anchor, the the software, the app I, I got on my phone, Anchor has turned my broadcast in to some other venues have notified me. They've picked them up. I have no clue if that happens for everybody. It happens once in a while. It happens occasionally. or so many things out there. I, I, I know I've heard there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts every day. So I don't really know how this works. But they have notified me. Not only do Anchor Podcast have this. Google Podcast have this. Breaker Podcast has this. And so does NPR Podcast. Now, I can tell you nothing about none of those. I've <laughs> not looked at it. Uh a friend of mine, a friend of ours, I should say, from our church in Spring Creek, uh, got on yesterday and, and, and looked at looked at some of those places and, and said, yes, I found it there. And so they they have been found there uh, by some and other places. And so I hope that you'll do that. If you find them other places, let me know, dspreacherman at gmail.com. 
give them a shout out. Appreciate them sharing those. And like I said, I'm sure that's done all the time. I, I don't think it's any uh, anything to do with the quality of the bar broadcast. I just think it has to do with them trying to uh, help you build an audience, I guess, and, and being kind there. So thank you for that. And if you get a chance, uh, listen to that. So as I was at the convention, now we're we're at the heels of retiring. Uh, we're, we're trying to, you know, figure out what we're going to do. And one of the things we'd always dreamed of doing was retiring, moving up where we move now in Talletown, Mississippi, and filling in at various churches and serving as interim pastor. And uh, actually, that dream has, has, has become reality as we begin as interim, interim pastor in uh, South Macomb Baptist Church in, in Macomb, Mississippi. Wonderful people, wonderful church. Uh, we've loved it there, and and so for right now we're we're doing that. We're serving as interim pastors. Of course, I gotta tell you the truth. I always heard retirement was expensive. <laughs> well, that's an understatement, buddy. I'm telling you, I'm not sure that you can retire. You can afford to retire. You know, so if you have any, if you owe anybody at all, because every day it seems like it's something new. But anyway, we love who we are, and people are great, and and God's been good to us. But while I was at that convention in 2019, trying to stay on track here, we um, we were just looking to hear some great preaching and some wonderful music. However, I uh, was wondering, what in the world has God got for me? We had finally finished moving. I took a while. Oh, my gosh. After 28 years in one house, I'm telling you. <laughs> I told people, I'm not sure I'd ever do that again. I think next time I just build a bonfire. It wore us both out, wore us both down. It took a long time before my body stopped aching and and um, I'm just going to tell you, in fact, we had to, we had to finish moving. Uh, hired a young man to come help us for a couple of days. And it wouldn't be to him. I'm not sure we could have ever finished because we were just war slap out. And, um, I, you know, I wrote a bunch of posts on re retirement realities. We may come back and revisit those in these podcasts. Let me move on. So anyway, we're at the convention. God began to deal with my heart. I began to wonder. Things, things had finally slowed down. And I began to wonder, okay, I had this one book that I wanted to get out. On, on uh, before they leave, after you know, uh, before they're gone, after they leave, it has to do with with the grieving process and death and what you do. And I finally did get that released on video. Didn't quite work out like I wanted it to. I plan perhaps to redo that here in a, in a venue that can maybe be saved, and we'll see. But anyway, I'm still trying to figure out how this works. So we did that. We did some other things, like say wrote the retirement realities. And God was good to us. I got to preach in eight or ten different churches from the middle of August to the end of December. And boy, we met some great people, just wonderful people. You know, you hear so many bad things today about people, but I'm telling you, in those experiences, those ten churches, we just met some wonderful folks who, who were just great and gracious to us. And and uh, we got to do some things in those churches that were just neat and refreshing. And but the first of January. Uh, South Macomb Baptist Church called us to be their interim pastor. That's really where we want to go as we talk about today. Uh, things to pastors, those who listen to them, and those who need to. You say, why is that title? Well, first off, there has to be a person God has called to be a pastor. It is not an eight-to-five job. It is not uh, something you do thinking, okay, I'm going to work Monday through Friday, and I'm going to work these hours, and I'm going to have these days off. I'm going to have that. You can't do that. In bigger churches, maybe sometimes you can a little have a little more uh, concrete schedule, but even there, there are changes. And depending on the side of the church, depends on what happens and what you do. So I'm just telling you, being called to the pastor is not like taking a job. And a lot of people in the church, unfortunately, misunderstand the role of the pastor. The pastor is God's man 
for God's people in God's place. And the reason we have so many churches who struggle and have difficulty, and you see pastors come and go and, you know, in and out, and, and it seems sometimes just to be conflict-ridden is because people forget those guys have been called by God to be there, or they shouldn't have been there to begin with. Uh, churches sometimes move too fast, get the wrong individual, get the wrong person. Individuals forget that they have been called by God and have and, and fail to fulfill the calling. So it's a two-way street. I'm not I'm not saying that you know this group more than that group. I do know. In my 28 years as pastor at Spring Group Baptist Church, I met a lot of guys and girls, guys and gals, or however you want to say it, or whatever the I don't really care about the politically politically correct wording. You know what I mean, men and women. And a lot of them didn't understand. They thought they'd hire a pastor or thought, you know, pastor is hired out of people come see me. I want to know in churches, I remember forget once I had a guy come see me, their church had been through four or five pastors in about six years. Just seemed to always get worse. They come sit down and I want to know why, why, what are we doing wrong? What do we need to do? And I sit down and I said, first off, you know, pay what you get. You know, you know, get what you pay for. If you go get the cheapest guy on the road, uh, a guy that's always been let go, you're probably going to keep having that experience. You need to go find somebody, God's man, God's person for your church uh, that you can take care of, that would be excited about being there and would come and minister to the community. Now, they ignored my advice. I admit that. And they still, to this day, as far as I know, still struggle. They did for a while. Maybe doing a little bit better today. I hope they are. But they, they forgot to find and really look for God's call. What they were looking for people who could, uh, that they could afford or people that, you know, that, that would take what they offered their money. And listen, the Bible says a, a worker is worthy of his wage. You don't have to make, we're not talking about making, uh, becoming rich, but we are talking about having to pay the bills and buy bread. And pastors had to pay everything, uh, everything about us, pay by his gas and electricity and groceries and insurance. And oh my gosh, insurance for pastors is crazy. It's crazy. Um, anyway, uh, and insurance is crazy anyway. Since Kathy and I retired, I'm, I'm getting on Medicare, but she's having to buy health insurance. Oh my gosh, this insurance is crazy. We all know that. And so you have those problems. We have those issues. People sometimes who, who work at big companies and schools and things don't realize how fortunate they are uh, to get their insurance at the price they get it. I hear people complaining sometimes about their insurance. It'll be, it'll be not even half of what, what it costs people who are self-employed, which pastors are and there's no sense uh, trying to figure that out today, but they are. But anyway, back to the story. Uh, three months before that convention, after retiring after 36 years and 28 of those years at one church, I really began to wonder, what was it God wanted me to do? And there began to be a, an uneasiness in my spirit. It wasn't about retirement. It wasn't about living where we live. It's about what I do next. I, I wanted to serve the Lord and wanted to do what he wanted me to do. And and as we was at the convention, and I, again, like I said, I think we went to go hear good songs and good sermons and have a good time of fellowship. But within me, there was this yearning to know what God had for me next. And as I said in a service, just said in a service, God was speaking, and I wish I could tell you he was preaching on this or speaking on that, and boy, just connected. I can't do that. What I can tell you is as this guy preached, God began to speak to me. Now, right now, if that is a strange saying to you or you don't understand it, maybe you need to turn this off. Find you a podcast and someone's teaching on how God speaks to us today or seven ways to hear from God or whatever it would be uh, so that you can have a better idea. No, I'm not hinting at the next series or anything because I don't know what's coming next. I'm taking this as God leads me. But I do believe today that if you don't believe God speaks to us in personal and powerful ways, you're going to miss a lot of what we say here. Because everything I say is based on the fact that I've heard from God. 
And so anyway, God began to speak to me, and God began to deal with me in that service in that year about writing this down uh, to pastors. As I said, uh, I, I changed the title today, really firmed it up today as I started, Pastors and Those Who Listen To and Those Who Need To. I think my original thought was I'd kind of pastors and churches that need to listen, something like that. But anyway, God just began to pour out information to me, just pour out things I needed to know and, and, I, and that I needed to tell other people. And so I have for, for a long time now, since last November, kind of kept this bottled up in my iPad and wondered when the time to, um, to share it would come. And, and it has come. And, 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 and it's through this, finding this, uh, this way to podcast this, I think is going to take care of a lot of things that I want to do. So thank you to those who, who shared with me uh, what, what we can share now. I told you we were in the ministry 36 years, eight in our home church, Greenville Springs Baptist Church, 28 at Spring Creek Baptist Church, and we have now been the the interim pastor at South Macomb Baptist Church, um, well, almost three months. And boy, I tell you, in all those in all those places, I, we count ourselves blessed. We met some wonderful people. Uh, yes, we made our share of mistakes. We're not going to focus on those too much. I think you'll listen to this broadcast a time or two, uh, podcast time or two, I guess I should say. See there, I can't even say the sentence right you'll realize, yeah, this guy does make a lot of mistakes, but I hope in the midst of that, you'll hear a message from God. You say, what do you mean? I said, well, my goal, my desire is not for you to hear me as much as to hear God tell you something or, or, or say something to you that might be useful. And so that is my goal, and I hope that's what happens here. So back to back to our story. So God began to pour out of me things to tell preachers and churches. And, and as I said, we redirected that. Uh, preachers and and people who listen to them and people who need to, because I believe everybody should listen to the Word of God, and, and you need a shepherd, you need somebody to speak God's Word, and, and that is usually called a pastor or a preacher. And so we we begin at the basics. You say, well, how, how do you, what do you know about preaching? Well, as I said, I was a pastor 28 years. I preached many other sermons before that, and for many of those 28 years, I preached three sermons a day, two in the morning, one at night. And for the first, well, for the longest time, I'm not going to give you exact dates. I'm terrible with dates and terrible with all that stuff. But I will tell you, for a long time, I preached three different sermons in a day. Now, talk to most preachers and see how many of them have done that. I mean, every Sunday, I preached three different sermons. Then I had a talking. I had a, a, a talk on Wednesday nights. That was different. And then, of course, uh, I did over 600 funerals alone while I was at Spring Creek Baptist Church, and those would be different. You say, oh, no, preachers do the same thing. No, some preachers do. I don't. Uh, and I'll tell you why I don't. I believe a family deserves to hear what you heard that you've heard from God. I think that uh, as I stand up and speak, I need to be able to speak uh, to that situation. Now we use sing, we use the same passages sometimes, and because you just don't have a different passage every day. But I try to I try to preach a different message. If you put all those together and add up those the times I spoke, whether it be sermons or Wednesday night Bible studies, weddings or funerals. Uh, meetings and different things, you're going to find I've, I've spoken a lot. And every time I've spoken, whether, whether it was in the pulpit of a church, on a platform at a wedding, in a funeral home, in a meeting context, I've always believed when I stepped, I had a word from God. That God has spoke to me and God had given me something. Now I'll also admit to you, there have been times when I got to the platform, God has changed everything I thought I was supposed to say. And so that when I did speak, I was speaking with, I thought, and I believe what God wanted me to say. And so let's start with finding what God wants you to say. Pastor, I want you to know 
You need to plan. You need to make sure you have a good plan, preaching plan of some kind. Your church needs to know you're going somewhere. Those who are listening to you and those who need to listen to you need to know you have an idea where you're going. Now, in that plan, there needs to be some flexibility where if something comes up as yesterday, it was a, it was a great sign of that. There needs to be some flexibility that you can do what you need to do to deliver the message you need to deliver given the time. Many people who preach topically or preach, you preach differently than I do, uh, yesterday had to find something else to say because what they were going to say was not going to fit what they needed to say yesterday. Yesterday, most people will tell you that the pastors they heard tried to speak encouraging words for difficult days. You say, wait a minute, churches weren't held. Oh, look, a lot of churches found ways to get the word out. A lot of people, as we did, used Facebook Live. And boy, we had a great response with that. And, and, and so, do, so did a, a lot of other churches I'm hearing from. Uh, that I'm seeing words about. I'm so thankful for that. And then we did drive in church, as other churches did. And boy, that was neat. That was awesome. We had some people on church just had a burden for it. Let's do this. We can get it done. They found out, remembered we had a, a sound system that we could use outside. So we did. And um, I'm telling you, it was a great crowd. Now, it wasn't, over, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a thousand people, you think. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it like that. But it was a great crowd. People were in their cars and they were safe. And they were happy to be there. And so what a great day and so thankful for that. Well, a lot of people yesterday who did similar things had to change their preaching plan, gets into that flexibility, had to preach something different. Now, in my plan, my plan was always to do book studies. So as long as I can remember, yes, I tried topical preaching. I wound up talking about things that I worry about or I think about, and I found out along the way, <laughs> everybody's not worried about what I think about. And so preaching books is what I've done for years. I have preached the books. In fact, for those years, I told you I preached three different sermons for a long time uh, on Sunday mornings, and two on Sunday mornings and one on Sunday night. And I preached three totally different sermons. And what I would do, let's say that we were in Matthew 18, uh, the first sermon of the day, I'd preach Matthew, Matthew 18, whatever verse I started. When I finished that second sermon, I'd pick up wherever I stopped at the, the first service, and I'd preach till we finished. And then at that evening, I would pick up where I left off. And so that's the way, that's the plan that works for me. Yesterday, I, fought, I got to follow my plan uh, because I preached through books. Uh, I could open my, uh, my copy of God's Word and, and bring a message. I hope, I think, I pray that spoke to our people and met the need of the moment. Uh, it was out of Philippians 4. You go and you look and see, oh, yeah, that you could do almost anything. I find that's when you just preach through books, you can do that. But you need to have a plan. Now, a friend of mine, oh, he's a planner. Really gotten to be good friends with him the last few years, and I've come to admire his planning. He is a planner. He's got great detail in his preaching plan. He, he, can, he can do his sermons. He even does a Wednesday night Bible study based on it. Um, he just does so he just does, he just does great work at that. <coughs> Excuse me. And so um, a lot of guys do that. But in his preaching plan, uh, he has it figured out. I I think he preaches. I think he plans his sermons out of here. The most I've ever had at one time I think was twelve weeks. Been a long time since I'd done that. But I knew I've always known that where I end, I'm gonna pick up. But uh, many years ago, uh, I did I did try to do eight to twelve weeks at a time, stay ahead. I did manage to do that, but. I went by the wayside, life got busy. And so I just know that Sunday night, my plan is that Sunday night, I begin all, I begin all over. But I know where I'm gonna pick up uh, and I know where I'm gonna go, <coughs> excuse me. So um, that was been my plan. 
my plan was to, to just always find a message in that passage that we would be at that week. You need to have a plan. Guys, you need to, you need to, you need to, you know, decide what your plan is. You need to stick with it. You don't need to go this way and that way. And every time you turn around, be changing your plan. You need to have a plan. And, and you can fill in the blanks on that. And you can find uh, suggestions on how to do that. But, you know, find a plan. The, you, you need to make sure that you're in your plan. You're preaching your message. Not too long ago, I was I was sitting and um, just contemplating what life was taking me and heard the story about a pastor who was dismissed. And the story was similar to what I've heard several times. Uh, he was dismissed because he was preaching other people's sermons. In fact, the usually story that begins like this, hey, did you hear about it? And they'll call a name. He was let go because he was simply preaching other people's sermons. And when the church challenged him on it, he refused to stop. Well, I don't know about the wisdom of that. I think it's bad. I, listen, everybody uses things that other people have said. Uh, I've heard pastors say, if I say something that speaks to you, then use it. I think it was Adrian Rogers who said, you know, I, you know, if my bullet fits your gun, then certainly use it, but make sure it comes out of your gun, I think was his idea. No, it's take an idea, take a story, whatever. But don't, don't just preach my message. A lot of guys today forget that the calling of God comes with it, the responsibility to preach God's word. Listen, your people will do better, your church will do better, if when you open the Word of God, you are preaching what God has given you. Yes, 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 study, learn, uh, remind yourself through what you know certain words say and all those things, but preach your Word. Preach the Word God has given you is probably a better way to say that. Make your message what you deliver. Now you say, oh man, that's hard. It is hard. It is a challenge. And people never know who's never done it how long it takes to prepare a sermon. It takes a long time to prepare a sermon if you do it all with all the study, but it's worth it. Preach your sermon. Listen, I know that we're probably getting close to the end of your, your desire to listen. I understand that. I'm glad you're here. I hope you come back. Like I said, we won't be doing this. In fact, every day, in fact, tomorrow, we have a special treat friend of mine. Uh, Eric Latham is going to be with us. Eric is the youth pastor at Spring Creek Baptist Church. Uh, he was on staff with me many years at Spring Creek Baptist Church. He's still there doing a great job like us. He loves that church, and he is there doing everything that he can to help that church. He was one of the reasons we knew when we retired, the church would be in good hands because he would be there to help them. Wonderful man, wonderful family. Love his family. Well, he's going. We're going to get together somehow, even in this difficult day of social distancing and all that. We're going to get together and talk for a few moments about some things young people need to know. In the coming days, my son, Caleb, is going to be with me, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of the same thing, some of the challenges of youth ministry. Now, I'm getting it from two angles, and I hope Brother Eric doesn't get offended by this. Brother Eric's a little older. He's been doing a little longer. Caleb is still uh, working. In fact, he's working on his master's degree and uh, doing some other stuff. He works at Camp Living Waters in LaRonger, and he also is a youth pastor at Albany Baptist Church. We're proud of him, but I want to get two different angles, two different, two different views. I want to share them with you because young people are so important. And so we'll talk tomorrow, hopefully, with Brother Eric and, and get some ideas about the things young people uh, need to know. And we'll talk to Caleb in the days to come, uh, dealing with some of the challenges in youth ministry and what happens. Well, listen, we're going to close for the day. DK Ministries, DS Preacher Man, best way to contact us. That's com, all lowercase, best way to contact us. Let us know if you hear these podcasts and these other places. Don't forget, not only Anchor and Facebook, which is where I share it mostly, Anchor and, and Facebook, uh, but also Google Podcast, Breaker Podcast, and NPR Podcast. God bless you. We'll see you soon.